When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. David, welcome back. It's so good to have you back again. I'm so thrilled that you have agreed to come back again. And you, as a very special friend and also top neurosurgeon in the world, I'm going to hand over to you to introduce yourself. And then we're going to continue our discussion that we didn't finish the other day because it was so profound. Well, thanks. It's, it's great to be here, Caroline. I'm, yeah, I practiced for 22 years in neurosurgery, trained um, you know, at the top neurosurgery center, did uh, a lot of high high-tech neurosurgery, endovascular and vascular neurosurgery. Uh, I've, I've stopped practicing this year to, uh, to write more, to so speak pleased. more, and mm-hmm. uh, um, spend more time off call. Actually, it's very good for my marriage to, to not oh, have wow. to answer the phone in the middle of the night. I so it's going, going very, very well. Um, but there's other things I want to do besides neurosurgery. Uh, but I, it's been a great career. Oh, wow, and you've, you've touched so many people's lives with that. That's particular profession that you've been in for so long. Now, we were talking the other day about um, just your transition and what you've learned in terms of yourself and, and forgiveness and working with your father. Can you just quickly recap and then continue the story? Sure. I went through a, a, a tough spot at work and in a, a relationship with a woman that really brought me to the, well, made me angry. Yes. And I think a lot of people are very, very angry. And we're looking, we don't really know what we're angry with. Mm. We know there's been injustice. Uh, we haven't gotten what we needed or the encouragement that we wanted. Ultimately, I blamed my father. I went through forgiveness, or I started mm-hmm. the forgiveness process. I say started. I don't think forgiveness in most cases is a one-time event because mm-hmm. it's like Velcro. It wants to come back and stick to you because you <laughs> see that person or you something triggers you or yeah. someone that person who hurt you, you see that they've been promoted or someone compliments mm-hmm. them. And this is you what know I something said. else about them. And that's right. Yeah. You feel like a knife twisting in your heart. That's mm-hmm. what I used to say. If that happens to you, when you hear someone mm-hmm. else's name or you see their name in print or you see their name on your text, that's a, just a, a light on your dashboard saying mm-hmm. you've got some resentment there and that's going to hurt you. They say that bitterness or resentment, it's like, poison that you drink but you hope someone else dies Dies, yes that's really a good that's a good analogy i know that's amazing so every time you feel that little twist or that oh they did me wrong Mm. i I hope they suffer Mm. essentially forgiveness is giving up your right to hurt someone for hurting you it's very powerful so as i I started that process Mm. with my father and obviously you know once you start and there's there's some different ways to move into that because I mean, if, if you get an apology, forgiveness is much easier. Yes. The problem is most of us will never get an apology, right? Exactly. That, that's the problem. That's the truth. Uh, and we have to mm. forgive anyway. Yes. Because it's, it's not good for us. I can tell you that resentment, you think you're hurting the person or you're giving them the cold shoulder or whatever it is, but actually it's hurting all of your relationships. Mm. It really is stealing joy from your life. It's like someone taking their you know, jumper cables and hooking into your battery and leaving them there. Oh, that's a very good analogy. Continually sucking energy. Mm. So 
over time you're going to become more irritable. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, it's going to steal the joy from your life. And so forgiveness is just something to, it's very, very difficult um, to do. So as I mentioned, with my father, it was a process. Yeah. It started there on that day when I hung up the phone and just decided, okay, God, I'm going to, I'm going to forgive my dad. Yeah. But you know, I mean, every six months, something else would come up and I would have to forgive him again. And, mm. and that was, I think that's healthy. I think there are layers that come mm. off as we discover, but there's also something that happens in that we develop more compassion for them. Mm. I mean, I never really thought, what did my father receive in his childhood? Mm. What, have I ever really had any sympathy at all for what his parents were like? Yeah, that's powerful. I mean, people can't give you what they don't have. Exactly. And wounded people wound people. Mm. You know, hurting people hurt people. So going back, looking at my grandparents, I had to forgive them. Right? Very interesting. I remember, they were Jewish growing up in a war. Right? There's there's not a lot of emotional energy for the yeah. children. It's a survival thing. You've got totally. no food. You everyone hates you. They're trying to kill you. They want to send you to a concentration camp. Terrible. So I began to develop compassion. Wow. And compassion is one of those things that helps us to forgive. And, and as we become compassionate, which, you know, God, Jesus, very compassionate. Yes. Right? One of the things, you know, compassionate, full of grace and mercy, slow to anger. Yeah. These are their, you know, the characters of God, the characteristics of God. I want to be like that. And so as we develop compassion, even if we don't get an apology, mm -hmm. we can start moving toward uh, forgiveness. And the, the other thing I, I tell people is, is there any, was there any benefit to you of being in that relationship? Did you learn anything? Well, in fact, I did. And most people do. It's a very difficult thing. You wouldn't wish it on anybody, but I learned. But you still learn something. The suffering shapes us, doesn't it? Amen. It really does. Mm -hmm. And I can probably promise you, I don't know if I would be sitting here with you talking. I wouldn't have a story. I wouldn't have a journey. I wouldn't have a character arc. And therefore, I would have nothing to share with you. I would say, what's wrong with you? What, you know, what, what's, what are the problem? What problems are you people having with forgiveness? That, yes. That's not a problem with me. Exactly, because you hadn't experienced it. You hadn't gone to that touched you so profoundly. And to, and to have compassion on others that have trouble forgiving other yeah, people. That's so, very good. You see compassion for others that are battling to forgive. Mm -hmm. So not just the hurting person, but the actual how difficult it is to forgive. It's not right. that easy. It's not just to say, forgive. And what's wrong with you? you know, so I, I think there are a lot of people mm, that lack compassion good. for how difficult this is. Yeah. But so from, we, Are you saying, sorry, David, yeah. are you almost saying that we need to help each other to forgive others? Exactly. Uh, what That's I'm finding good. and what I found in my office with this, I think unforgiveness and resentment is one of the biggest blocks to healing. Wow. If you're going through Powerful. surgery, if you're not going through surgery... You know, if you've got a flu, if you've got a cold, if you've got a stubbed your toe, whatever you need to heal from, resentment will inhibit your healing. Unforgiveness is the number one thing that will decrease your immune system to get you on the track to healing. So totally accurate. Yeah, that's incredible. And the body says that all the research now is showing this this connection and supported by quantum physics as well. I mean, there's just so many layers of science that God is giving us proof that we need to forgive because it's just it's wiping us out. Exactly. But, but how? I mean, there, it takes a bit, first of all, to forgive, we have to go back. That's, that's the hard bit. There you go. That's the hard bit. There's a bit of digging involved and there's a lot of pain that comes with that, isn't there? I have to go back and face 
what happened back there. And in any relationship, what we find is we've, maybe a bit of it was our fault. Mm. And so there's some forgiveness. There's probably also some confession or something like, you know, what comes out in this situation. You know, I wasn't a perfect son. I was told to mow the lawn. And I never wanted to please my parents. I did just the minimal of what I had to do, usually later than I had to do it, complained about it. And so you you realize if, you know, we're all blind to our stuff. Mm. It's all my father's fault. Well, hang on a minute. Uh, I wasn't a perfect child. Um, Mm. You know, some of this is mine. And so I think what God asks us, he says, look, even if 95% of it is their fault, I just want you to clean your side of the street. Would you just clean up your Watch 5%? Watch your own account. Clean your own account. Stop worrying about someone else's account. Right. And so just having to, to say... Very and, good. And, you know, Very powerful. Even, so that's the starting point. What you're saying is the how do you forgive? What's the first thing is to go back. Second thing is to look at your own involvement. Your, where's your responsibility? Because we're entangled in yes, relationship right. with the whole entanglement in quantum physics that's and right. then that translates back up. So we can't deny that we have a role. Entanglement is a great word because that's, uh, that's essentially what happens. Yeah. Somebody hurts me. They offend me. They hurt me. Well, very naturally, then, I'll justify myself and I'll hurt somebody else. Well, now my sin is actually entangled with theirs. If somebody's hurting me, I actually don't have any guilt involved in that. I haven't mm. sinned. But as soon as I pass it along, now I've sinned, but I'm blaming the person who hurt me. Uh-huh. And so now we've got this ugly knot. Yeah, it's a mess. And ultimately, especially when it's a parent, we'll actually blame God for the whole thing. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah, God, you did it to me. You made my life. Now you're supposed to be this loving God. That's generally what people will exactly and reject God. So you know, I don't want to have anything. So when someone comes to me with a problem, I mean, I usually say, okay, it's you know, by definition we're relational. Mm-hmm. Problem in your relationship with others is there someone that you need to forgive? Someone who's hurt you? Someone in your family? The second relationship is your relationship with yourself. There's something that you've done that you need forgiveness for, Mm. something you need to confess, something Mm. that's just because that will weigh us down. For sure. Then the third category is your relationship with God. Mm. And all those three, I I just see a lot of my job is to tease the knot apart. Okay, we need to forgive here. We need to confess this one. And then let's see what God was doing and say, see perhaps where he was in this situation, that he was there. Yeah, you couldn't really see him because your emotions were blinding you, mm-hmm. but he was always there. He's always been with you, never left you, mm-hmm. has a lot of compassion for you mm-hmm. because ultimately what we need is that relationship, the love that we're missing from that relationship. We're trying to get it from our parents or our father or whatever it was. Or the person who even hurt us. Don't you think sometimes? Your ex, whatever it is, your old boyfriend, girlfriend, someone who, you know, if you can get their love, you're convinced you'll feel full. Well, it's a lie. You really want God's love, but you're substituting Mm. these people and you're so angry with them for not giving you what you feel you need. Exactly. Mm. And so ultimately trying to get this stuff teased apart, forgiving here, confessing here, and ultimately... Even say dealing with your disappointment with God. Mm, right. That's really good because I think ultimately what you're saying is that, that when someone hurts us, we God, you're supposed to be protecting us. Why am I 
So there's a little bit of, yeah, that's so good. I think you've hidden a very powerful point amongst many, many others. And ultimately God. we begin judging God, right? Wow. Now we've got judgment. We are sitting on the throne judging him for what he should have done. If I were God, I would never have. You hear that? It's so popular today in our oh, culture. Oh, yes. Right? You hear it, it all is. the time. Uh, and supposed so, to be a loving God. Well, why is this and why is that? And yeah, which essentially says yeah. I wouldn't have done it that way. Exactly, but you had responsibility. You had free will. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, and it's an interesting thing because we judging someone that you don't know is also a problem. Yeah. Uh, see, we if if I was supposed to be here for the interview, um, and I came an hour late. Yeah. And I just sat down and said, "Okay, let's start." You know, you would have a little bit of trouble. Uh, be, why? Because you would be expecting either an apology yeah. or at least an excuse, like, I'm so sorry, my car broke down, something. There was and it, a reason. Okay, okay, now we can start. Yeah, but this, without yeah. an apology, mm -hmm. you would have difficulty engaging with me, even receiving what I had to say, because I would, well, with God, we don't get an apology. So we naturally, mm -hmm. our humanness, we have this problem, but there's something, there's another factor here, and that's mm -hmm. character. If I had come for an interview with you every day, and I was always on time, and I had a huge history with you, and I had written books and letters to you, and you knew and my, you, my character was good. You see, you know, I don't know why he's late. But there's a reason. Because I know you. I know his character. And That's so on the brilliant. basis of character, we have to say, Father, I don't know why you allowed that to happen to me. Mm. But on the basis of your character, I trust that there's something good here. Wow. And I trust that you're also going to work it for good because what you've suffered is automatically your anointing to help someone else in that problem. Because I know about forgiveness, when I speak, I have the moral authority to say, this is the truth. And the Spirit of God works because of what you've suffered, good. because of what you've gone through. You have this power. Now, if you, you have a choice, bitterness or forgiveness. Mm. And forgiveness, let me tell you, needs a lot of um, topping up. Yes, constantly, because <laughs> I think it's layered. You, know, you mentioned that earlier on, the topping up, it's layered. Yes. You think you've forgiven, then you see, oh, I forgave that, but not that. That's what you're referring yeah, to. That's right. I see, I'll, I'll see somebody at a neurosurgery meeting, and I like, I, I bristle a bit. I say, oh, I've got some unforgiveness toward that ah. guy for what he did years ago. Uh, let's let's uh, let's tune that up a bit, you know, Lord. I'm I, aware I, I, discomfort I, zones. Yeah, going go. through the whole. Yeah, that's amazing. So you have to top that up. So you realize that we sometimes forgive in part, or we forgive and then unforgive, and and then also, I mean, David, you know, as a, as a scientist as well, that this is this is damaging our brain and our body. Our, God hasn't designed our brain and our body to have unforgiveness. We don't have those. That's you know, right. there's so much science today. Uh, tries to say we have fear circuits and we have, you know, we programmed to have all this unforgiveness and whatever that there's actually, but the research actually shows that there's nothing inside of us for that. So we distort normal pathways and patterns and neurotransmitter flow. We actually distort that by wrong choices like unforgiveness yes. and bitterness. So we're causing brain damage literally with our way that we're not forgiving. You know, that for me was very powerful when I realized that connection that mm. the mind and the brain, if you don't forgive or if you're bitter or envious or jealous, you're actually damaging your brain, throwing your body into neurochaos and every cell, not just your brain, but every cell of your body is going to be impacted. So that's yeah. why we need to call on that resurrection power. We need to Amen. pick up on that a little. Yeah, and, and just realizing, having some, first of all, some grace for yourself. Mm, that, that this is hard. 
This is hard. Mm. So we hear a lot of talks about forgiveness. I'm telling you, it's hard, mm. um, especially if you're living with the person, especially if you, you know, um, there's a lot of abuse on the job, but you need the job. There's a lot of things God is calling us to courage. It's very tough to confront. It's a lot of people. Yes. And they're causing and when do you confront and when do you just move on? Because there'll be times where confrontation will make it worse. David, I love the fact that you said we have to top it up. That's just such a just. Can you unpack that concept a little bit for us? And um, topping up the well, forgiveness. Things. We want to be living forgiving. We want to be doing mm. this. I mean, essentially, it's rare that a day goes by that someone doesn't do something to offend you. That's true. And you know, I might have mentioned this earlier, but the more gifted you are, probably the more people will line up to offend you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I actually think it is. You know, the kingdom of evil wants to steal the joy from the people who are gifted from enjoying their gift. So they will turn that gift and twist it and, and actually, wow. that's what, I mean, the definition of the word iniquity in the Hebrew scriptures is mm. twisting. Twisting. So you no longer see things clearly. You see everything wow. twisted. It's so powerful. So what we want to do is essentially, it's interesting, in, in the book of Daniel, um, it said he was an interpreter of dreams. But the, in the Hebrew, it's actually an untangler of knots. Oh, that's so amazing! Untangler of knots. He's, a, he's someone who untangles knots. Wow. So he's, you know, they. This was the, the way they thought of them. And so I mm. see, I see so much of life in people who are struggling with disease, with addiction, with bad mm. relationships, with abuse. It's a knot. It's become mm. a knot, and a knot. The insults have come to you. The offenses have come to you. The abuse has come to you. Horrible mm-hmm. things are done mm-hmm. to people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely don't deny that. Absolutely. None of that is, you're still not guilty, but until you do it to someone else. And that's where now you're mm-hmm. complicit, but you often blame someone else for it. And so that now suddenly, now you've got some guilt involved. Now you're. Uh, entangled in this, yes, so you become entangled with this. So this, the, the sin, energy drain is the not sin going was done to you. You were innocent. Yeah, it was done yeah, to you. You were yeah, absolutely yeah. innocent. The problem is, we passed it along, but we still see ourselves as innocent. Mm. <clears throat> but the so, passing along has changed, changed the innocence. Yes, it's no longer because the innocence would have retained. We would have retained it if we had genuinely forgiven. Right. But the fact that we're passing it on by talking about it to other people, is That's that what right. you mean yeah, by passing exactly. it on? We're gossiping. we it, getting angry, yeah. getting frustrated, saying bad things, yeah. wishing. Yeah. Or hurt, actually hurting other people, uh, you know, justified, oh. you know, making other people suffer. I've been through pain, so therefore I'm fleshing so out. You got a dismissive parents. So you start being dismissive to your Own boyfriend, children, girlfriend, children, friends. whatever it is. And, mm-hmm. uh, well, that was what was done to you. That, uh, yeah. Perpetuating cycles. Right. Mm-hmm. And so being able to, I think so much of this involves humility, honestly. Wow. I think so too. As you were talking, I was there. It is. It's not, it's a thing humility we don't. Humility is the ability to look at ourselves, isn't it? Yeah. And to really say, maybe I was, you know, I need to be careful of what I'm thinking. And... The introspection, to be able mm. to say, yeah, me too. Exactly. You know, my father, um, I, I see him now as as a King David character, incredibly courageous. His whole family turned against him. They didn't want him to follow Jesus. That was not good news to them. No. So very, very courageous. Yeah. Um, you know, I can say, wow, he wasn't a perfect parent. But how does God remember King David? Yeah. Man after my own heart. Right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't look at his little flaws and say, well, yeah, but he wasn't a perfect parent. No, he looks at where he was aiming 
to reach. Right, we go to the book of Job. Now we see what Satan does. He's already pu pulling apart all the negative things about Job. And God says, no, he's the perfect, righteous man. That's the way God sees him. Yes. So who am I going to be more like? And more like Satan looking at my father's flaws or more like God saying, look at the good things he already did. So, so, David, this is so beautiful. It goes to the, the, the most recent book that I've released that you're one of my endorses for all my last few books, which has been such a privilege for me and honor. The perfect you concept, yes. I called it the perfect you, trying to get people to look back at exactly mm -hmm. what you're saying. Because if you recognize your identity, it brings that level of humility, which is one of the things I always say. Understanding who you are makes you humble. Mm -hmm. Because then you realize, you, you, and it's so much easier from a state of humility to yeah. look at the others and say, okay, well, they also going through stuff yeah i can reach out and forgive them so it definitely opens a new way of looking at ourselves but if we have to stay in our imperfect you we're defending ourselves yeah and in a, in a defensive stance it becomes very difficult to forgive others yes. and i think we don't you think daily we move between the two you know we're shifting yeah. between the perfect and the imperfect and yeah but we get so hammered for and i think a lot of it's come from the religious religiosity mm. and the rules mm. of the church which has yeah. made people feel tremendous guilt and shame because mm -hmm. that's something else i know you very mm. very mm. hot on teaching people how to deal with guilt and shame and yeah. condemnation because I think there's a lot of that that keeps people angry like yes. you said in the beginning yes. and it, in the state of and then people almost become prideful mm -hmm. as a defense and then start not you know attacking instead of forgiving so it's kind of twisted you're twisted exactly my world yeah. my whole worldview was was twisted I, I <clears throat> that's that's exactly what happens that's and then the, and the pride is actually part of the injustice it's the mm -hmm. anger saying it's the anger I was wrong. Well, you were wrong. That's yeah. exactly right. You God, were. you should have protected me. Dad, you should have. You know, you were dead. <laughs> that kind of. And there's another piece that can help with forgiveness, and that is um, whatever it was that you wanted from that person. If your husband left you, if he cheated on you, if your father was abusive, whatever you wanted from them, you wanted love from them. Most of us have actually never prayed and asked God for that. We're still trying to get it from them or from somebody else. We never said, Father, mm. you know, this is what I'm, this is the reason I'm, I'm so angry with them. I mm. wanted this, which actually takes, again, we have to look at it. What yeah. is it that I missed there? Wow, I missed some encouragement. I missed, I, I didn't get much um, respect. So you're defining it. You Papa, would you it. send me someone who would encourage me, would give me that kind of, um, you know, what I needed. Mm. I needed someone to father me, someone to believe in me. Mm. Uh, would you send along somebody like that? Anytime you want, through any channel you want, and allow him then, now you're, you're treating him as a good father, and you're mm. identifying what you missed, which is very good for you. Very good. So you don't exactly. act out trying to get it from in the wrong way. In the wrong way, which is really good. <clears throat> That's powerful. You're a good father. I'm willing to wait for this. Would you send me what I what I need? Maybe not what I want. What I need. I love that. Oh, David, this is this is powerful stuff. I have to have you back again for another podcast because we've hit the time ending, and I don't want to end because the conversation's <laughs> so good. You and I are going to carry on talking. Will you come back again? Love to. Thank It'll you. Be fantastic. Thank you so much, David. It's been an honor and a privilege to hear you, and I'm so privileged to call you my friend. God bless you. Amen. Thank you.